Welcome to Women Who Sarcast. I'm Kathy Barron. In the studio today, oh wait, who am I kidding? I don't have a studio. (laughs) (laughs) On the airwebs with me today is Tina and Hillary of the Muck Podcast. Welcome. Hi. Hey, Kathy. Good to be here. I'm glad you guys made it from Florida to come into the studio Uh. today. Yeah, I'm surprised anybody outside of Florida actually wants to talk to somebody who lives in Florida. We're I like know. the worst people on the, the worst, planet. Worst Sorry. State. Sorry, world. <laughs> worst governor. Yeah. Uh, Sorry, we won't hold you personally <laughs> responsible for that unless you voted yeah. for him, and then we'll have to t- talk about it. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> oh, goodness. So what is the Muck Podcast? Is it a true crime? Is it Politico? Is it just the Muck in general? Yeah, it, it is a lot of muck. Um, it's a it's a true crime political podcast. So we cover true crime in the world of politics. And we look at all sorts of politicians and really just even government officials who have found themselves, you know, mired in the muck in some way. Mm. Um, and the crimes, we do a lot of crimes, but sometimes we even do other, you know, strange uh, stories, whether it's, you know, madness or someone kind of being kooky. Um, it's, it's not always someone being arrested for something. Um, but a lot of times, a lot of times it is, uh, and it's, you know, things from extortion to human trafficking to, you know, all the way up the, the, the rung to murder. Uh, so we kind of cover it all. So when you pick a topic, how do you pick a topic? And in your research, do you find yourself going down like these rabbit holes that you didn't expect? And find oh God, all of this definitely. mucky muck that you didn't anticipate. Yeah, I think, and the, the, I, so how I find it, sometimes this is easy. Like, if you pay attention a lot, like, we're pretty much political, geeky nerds, but like, we, so we have a long list of names that I know Tina does. I yes. do of things we want to cover, people we want to cover. And, um, but sometimes, like you're saying, when you go to start researching them, uh, you'll find offshoots of people who were surrounding this person who eventually got arrested for something else. Yes. So that's a fun thing. But also the thing that I find in doing research is, especially if it's something before I was born or even when I was a little, little kid, it happened and I thought I knew about it, but I really didn't know the details yes. of whatever the crime was or things that were happening at the time. And I think a lot of, uh, I think what's most interesting about uh, a person we're covering or a scandal is what was happening in the country because we basically just cover American uh, politics. Yeah. But mm-hmm. what was happening in that time, day and that uh, time, that kind of uh, created the situation. You know, something was going on, and right. uh, like today for one of the episodes that will be coming out soon, I covered part of the Jim Jones like George, uh, Jonestown, and mm-hmm. like what was happening in the seventies with these cults that were coming up, and what what why were people? I mean, there's still cults today, but yeah. like people in that right. time were so like open to that vibe and like what was that in our time in this country of like wanting to maybe coming out of a war or being in war and wanting to find peace it's like such an interesting time in our history I really yeah. love it I mean I also I, find topics by just going like Alabama sca- political scandal yeah <laughs> the things will come up yeah so that's an easy way to find them too yeah and I like the, the one thing I like about the research is when I find these points of interest, I, I like to at the end of every story do, here's some points of interest in the story that are 
little offshoots that may not directly relate to the crime, but is still sort of an interesting fact about the person or the person's wife or spouse or other people involved in the situation. I especially like stories where an elected official has been, you know, charged for something and they decide after coming out of jail to run again for office. And Mm -hmm. and I've covered a few people who, um, one guy running for office from jail, um, another person, you know, and then, and and a lot of times they're gaining reelection. And it's like, how do you forget that what he was before he was just, you know, committed, he just committed a crime and he was in jail. And now you're, you're voting for him again. Like I, and that part is always interesting to me. It's like, what is so compelling about this, this person that deceived you mm. that you're going to put him back in a position of power. So I think I we're kind of in that situation things. right now. Yeah. Although yeah. he hasn't gone to jail yeah. yet, but he will. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm waiting. As far I'm as waiting. The, <laughs> I think we're all waiting. It's like, <laughs> you know, when we really want time to go fast, this would be a great time. It's like, is January 20th here yet? Yeah. <laughs> but I think, you know, as far as the cult part of it, you know, I feel like we're kind of in that mode again with yeah. the powers that be, and I can't make any sense of it either. Yeah, and and Hillary talks a lot about the people that prop up, you know, forty five. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just as culpable, and we have it in Florida with our, you know, our horrible, no good governor uh, DeSantis, often referred to as the Satan <laughs> down here, um, but he. You know, he recently put forth a, a potential bill uh, that would allow people to sort of an expansion of stand your ground that would um, affect people who were protesting. And if a person thought that a business was in danger because of a public assembly, that they would then have the right to shoot mm. during that. And it wow. is an incredibly, incredibly dangerous bill and like it's like we're in the middle of coronavirus yeah our hospitals are filling up right Mm -hmm. our unemployment our state relies on tourism everything's a mess and this is the bill you're putting forward right when we have all of this other stuff going on it just is disgusting um and i think that's the thing that just riles me up is, is the people that are surrounding this president that are not focusing on the issues at hand and and are putting forth things that are gonna and basically, it's an attack on the First Amendment and the right to assembly. Yeah, I did a real deep shit episode about that, about the protesting and how, like, what part of freedom to assemble do you not understand? Yeah. Right. You know, and these yeah. people that are assembling freely aren't necessarily the people that are smashing the windows in the businesses. Right. Because there's been proof right. that other people, from people from other counties and even other states come in to start the violence. So have you always been interested in the political true crime or is this something that just happened? You got the bug. Well, so Tina and I met doing political work in, uh, we live in Broward County in Florida and uh, we were in an organization together. And so one, one of our meetings, uh, Tina came in and she was wearing um, a Stay Sexy and Don't Get Murdered shirt, which yes. is from the very right. popular My Favorite Murder podcast. Mm-hmm. And I said, oh, my God, are you a murderino? And she was like, I, know. I was like, I've never met one in real life. Like, so <laughs> came, like, we were both like kindred spirits. We were, 
Yeah. yeah. So we, uh, we and it was like right after that, she's like, they're coming to town. Do you want to go? And we got tickets and like yeah. we went to the show together and we get to meet them backstage. Yeah. This is amazing. Oh, so, nice. so we were true crime junkies and uh, the other end of it was with political junkies. And, and uh, we were on the same like side of the aisle and uh, doing all this work together and doing local stuff. And then uh, a friend of ours was like, oh, you guys should really have a podcast. Cause I, I was doing a thing for our organization where I was interviewing yeah. candidates. Mm-hmm. Um, doing live interviews and, and so people could get to know local candidates. And uh, so they were saying that we should do a podcast. And uh, so I was like, well, huh, huh, there's too many podcasts. Like, yeah. you can't do a true crime podcast. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, like, yeah talk if about you're going to be in one market. category. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. like, my God. I mean, how are we going to break through that? You yes. can't do it. And uh, so Tina had the idea of like merging these two loves that we have, these crazy true crime stories, and then also political because i mean quite frankly america is the gift that keeps on giving yes, category, <laughs> yes. so and that will never stop um, no yeah that's the thing like our, i was just saying to hillary today that you know we're, we're coming up on one year of our show and my list has enough people on it for an entire another year and and i keep adding to it so mm-hmm. i mean it's a shame yeah that that there's so much muckiness but you know we'll right. never be out of episode yeah yeah you always have material well material yeah yeah. and it kind of all was thinking about even a year ago how weird like I would I I was I kind of invited myself onto a pod a local podcast here they talk about uh music a certain album like an album that you love and so I I invited myself onto that podcast and and when I went to record it with these guys lovely men um I was it was at one of their houses like on the dining room table he started taking all the equipment out and I was like I literally have all my husband's a musician. I'm like, I have all of this shit at home. Like Tina mm. and I could really do Just the do podcast it, yeah. and we were able to figure out kind of on our own. I taught myself, my husband had uh, an editing program for like vocals or music, or whatever. And I like, he's not very encouraging for the podcast. Like he doesn't care about this at all. So it was just <laughs> fine. Uh, but like, he didn't want to show me how to use the program. So I had to like stay up at oh, late at night let, after work. He wouldn't show you that. Yeah, what defiant he was yeah. in this. Yeah. Yeah. I will not not a musician you're not using this equipment yeah (laughs) yeah yeah so I had to like after work putting the kids to bed like stay up late I I recorded my kids talking about Minecraft and then I was like thanks and then I taught myself (laughs) from that how to edit the audio and and then you know do all of this stuff and he my husband was gracious enough to record the theme song for us that was nice I love and I love it I I love our musical intro (laughs) yeah so like at least so we were able to kind of like put this thing together which in it in and of itself I think is a bit of a miracle like that we did this with no real experience and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Tina does all of the promotional like putting the stuff together getting us out there like writing all of our intros and everything that we do she's like extremely yeah. talented and all of that so we're, it's Pisha. a good team it's a good Pisha, team Pisha. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well it sounds like it yeah a good teamwork for sure yeah for, yeah definitely i feel like we have a good balance yeah so do you have a favorite episode to date you know what hillary says this all the time <laughs> and i feel like whenever i'm sort of researching or looking into po- uh, podcasts and they always say oh when you go back and listen to your first episode you're gonna cringe and we really feel like our first episode is a good it's I love I still love our first episode and it's still one of my favorite ones I mean do you agree with that I do I I mean there's a couple others that I've done that I love 
yeah, mm-hmm. uh, as well. But our first one, I don't know, like it just. Well, you're it, probably it like covered. 1% of the podcasters that would actually <laughs> admit to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well, we went to PodFest. I think we met you there, right? We met yeah, yeah PodFest mm-hmm. in Orlando the weekend before the pandemic. Yeah. Right. The before last weekend started. of all our lives. The last Jesus, day was, of freedom. Yeah. 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 That was uh, so much fun. And so uh, anyway, but when we were there, there were a lot of the classes, we learned so much there. Yeah. It was awesome. But like a lot of it was stuff that we were doing already. And I was like, well, I feel like we're, we're okay. Yeah. We're doing. Yeah. And so for the first episode, I covered, um, I grew up down here in Fort Lauderdale, so I covered um, Kathy and Jeff Willett who were this wild, can I tell you about that story a little bit about it? Yeah, absolutely. Go ahead. Go for it. Okay. So Kathy and Jeff Willett were this married couple here in Fort Lauderdale. Um, Jeff yeah. was a Broward Sheriff's Office deputy. Well, okay. So Fort Lauderdale in the time in the 80s was like very open debauchery. All of it was yeah. like spring breakers, like it, wet t-shirt yes. contests. It was crazy. Yeah, people hanging over, like over the sides yeah. of the bars, the like beach. yeah, like, it was just wild town. The strip. Yes, but we uh, had these large churches here, and one in particular, this Presbyterian church, who was very much trying to block, like to, to to shut all of that down. And they were very successful in doing that. And one of the members of the church became a Fort Lauderdale commissioner. His name was Doug Danzinger, and he became a commissioner, but he was also a deacon at the church. Anyway, they're shutting down strip clubs, the bars, yeah. like everything. It, it was it, like there. I mean, there were like drive up. Weren't there like drive up? You know, donut shops and the girls are topless. Like that's what was going on in Fort yeah, Lauderdale. Yeah. Like it was like, crazy, like baristas but, or topless. You yeah, know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And so um, they came in and cleaned all of it up for whatever reason. I don't yeah. know. I don't. Whatever. <laughs> So Kathy Willis, though, is over here. She's a housewife. She's very beautiful, but very 1980s Fort Lauderdale, like white blonde hair, mm-hmm. you know, frosted tips. Yeah. And, the, and a pink, bright pink lipstick, yeah. gorgeous tan, like beautiful woman. And um, she had been going through all kinds of stuff in her personal life with her ex-husband and her kids. And she ends up going on Prozac, right? And in her defense, she said that the Prozac made her sex crazed. And her husband, like, could not keep up with her. And yeah. so they came up with a plan. I didn't realize Prozac a- was like the Viagra for females. I know. Yeah. Apparently, I know. this right. was her defense. And so they, <laughs> she, they decide that she, it's going to be a good thing to open up like a brothel in her house where she, yeah. of course, the only sex worker. Yeah. And they put an ad in the paper. She for, has like, got this itch. Yeah. And her husband can't scratch it. He yeah. needs help. <laughs> yeah, and he agrees to this. And so they put an ad in the paper for like executives you know, high class executives to like, uh, you know, come over. And so they start getting people start sending with men, of course, because they're think with one one thing only start sending like real business cards into her and she's picking out like who she wants to come visit. And 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 they're all like these high profile people in the community. Yeah, of course. So the husband then sets up a video camera in the closet and he's videotaping all of this and taking notes. Does she know? Oh, yes. The best part, though, is that they they do this so often that one time he falls asleep in the closet and one of the guys hears him snoring. So he's in the closet with the video camera. It's not like they set up the video camera and then go away. and yeah. No, (laughs) and he falls asleep and starts snoring. Yeah, It's so ridiculous. So eventually, of course, they get busted. And oh, because they get busted because one of her one of her customers falls in love with her and was like, so it was like just demanded to say like no, she doesn't typical, want this. Her husband's typical. making her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So 
he sells them out and, and Jeff, of course, gets arrested and they find all of his notes and his journals of like everything that's been going on. And he tries to sell the tapes to people like to get out yeah. of it. <laughs> it was a mess. And but anyway, long and short of it is. Yeah. I think this is my favorite episode because what follows in the next we've now recorded yeah. episode 49 today is every single it's, it's a running theme in the episode. And that is that the hypocrisy of it all is that Doug Danzinger was one of her customers. Mm. Yeah. The, the, the so, deacon who wants to clean up the town. Yeah. Mm. So, it's a, you know, that's what always we find in all of these scandals is that the power, the ego, the, the hypocrisy, like it's all in there every single yeah. time. Like we look at each other across the table when we're recording and we're like, like what? how could this be? Yeah. <laughs> and the fact of the matter is it's just human nature to mm-hmm. be corrupted and find yourself in these situations. And it's like, we can look at stories from the 1800s yes. and these dudes or women are, are still in the same positions they are right now. And it yeah. just never, ever changes. It, it never, yeah, it never changes. Um, and it's, the, yeah, the ego. I love our first episode as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I covered a woman, uh, Nancy Oakley, who would get drunk and lick men's faces. Uh, like members of the commission and it just it was just an odd yeah story that this woman you know and then all these men kept coming forward saying well oh my god she licked me too and oh my god she licked me too and and it sort of became (laughs) this this joke but it's just you know it's like what are you doing like you're this elected official and you're going around harassing men you know who are part of the dais who work in the town and um I don't know that one. And another one that I really liked that I did was on Lyndon B. Johnson uh, because uh, he's known for the Johnson treatment. But one of the things that is really funny is that his, it's really about his Johnson and he uh, apparently like threw uh, his Johnson around and would like take his (laughs) pants off. Um, He, and, and that story, like when I found out like, all of the things that he did with his penis to people was, you know, it was ridiculous. Like he, um, the nickname for, yeah, his nickname for it was Jim, uh, was Jumbo. Mm. Um, there was when he was president, careful of how you call your penis. Cause you know, what looks like a Jumbo to you does not look like a Jumbo to others. Well, apparently he would pull his pants down and he would ask like staff members, like white house staff members, have you ever seen, anything as big as this um and and you know if it was today we would be it would be all over the news you know Mm -hmm. but you know back then like no one because i when i was researching i was kind of researching about his presidency and and the johnson treatment the way he bullied people and then i find this whole other thing about his penis and i'm like how have i never heard about this and at one point um a journalist had asked him why are we still in Vietnam or something like that? And he pulled his pants down and he took his penis out and said, that's why. Wow. And it's like, how was this not, how yeah. was this yeah, not, how was that like, not in the news? A national, like <laughs> some major issue. And so, um, I bet you didn't I expect know. to I go thought, down that rabbit hole. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it just was ridiculous. And, um, my other favorite thing is that he asked for a specially made shower in the White House that had a separate nozzle that would spray directly on himself, like on his junk. Wow. 
And they were like, yeah, we can't do that. And he's like, look, if I can move troops in Vietnam, you can certainly make a bathroom that I want. And it's like, what? Like, you're the president of the United States. Like, what are you doing? Well, and what I don't get <laughs> with stuff like this is like the people around him. How are they allowed? It's like kind of what we're dealing with right, right now. Yeah. It's like, how are they allowing him to get away with this? And obviously yes. they do. And that's definitely poignant today because 45 is getting away with so much that he shouldn't Mm -hmm. be getting away with. And it's like, what are the Democrats doing? I mean, regardless of what the Republicans are going to do, what they're going to do. But what about the other people that have the power to do something about it? It's like, what are they so afraid of? And even even the media, and we've talked about this, how when he started disputing the election that that one of the news cameras like turned away and it was like, well, now they've turned away. Why weren't they turning away mm-hmm. in 2016? You know, even when he was running for election, mm-hmm. you know, there's a responsibility there too, because they, they made him into the showman that he is. They, they gave him, they, they put the spotlight right on him and he, you know, hands it up for the camera. And he's impeached. So why can't they just give him the 25th yeah. amendment and, say see ya it's it's like someone that's resigned from a company and then starts Mm. destroying property they're not going to put up with that they'll be like all right we'll have security escort you out now we're not waiting two weeks right it's like why can't i think why can't that happen i I think it's a lot you know listen the other side of politics and why he's been so successful is because it's a show it's all show business it's all Mm -hmm. what okay, so this is what's happening behind closed, door- closed doors, but this is what we want the public to see. And both sides do it, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm quite frankly, completely, I've been disappointed by Democrats for the last 20 years for not having balls to do the things yeah. that they need to be doing. Exactly, but yeah. like, But like, you know, the same thing here. It's, it's Right now, this whole Michigan thing and like calling them in is about making money. It, the mm-hmm. longer he's there saying, uh, help us, help us, help us, guarantee you that people they have the emails of people and they're sending emails to people across the country saying you send a few more dollars yes. and win this mm-hmm. and it's like he gets that money trump will get that money it'll go to yeah. him his camp re-election campaign or whatever his campaign and it, it's that's what it's about i don't think the party cares about him i don't think it's all about the rnc will make money off of this yeah. and it's the the tragedy of the whole thing is that the losers from the beginning have been the american people Right. They've been bamboozled by this. They've been used. They've been, um, in my opinion, emotionally abused by this, yeah. this president in that but, party. And I think that they're just being used in ways that it's dangerous because during this epidemic that we have with coronavirus, just hearing the news out of uh, South Dakota, uh, there was a nurse that came out recently that said, you know, these people who are dying from coronavirus on their deathbeds are saying, you know, it's this not corona. It. Yeah, it's, exactly. it's the flu. Mm, Maybe yeah. it's lung cancer. And, and she said, she's like, you know, instead of calling their loved ones, they're arguing with me about what I had. And, 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 and that's like the last thing they're saying yeah. as they die from a disease that they don't think is real because he has done nothing uh, presidential in terms of, of saying to the people, no, no, this is real. You know, he, he, he's at these rallies, you know, hamming it up for laughs and for applause and people are dying. Yeah. 
and they don't even believe this thing is real. And that is incredibly dangerous. Well, it's, it's, it's a crime. It's been like this, but this is the whole thing about even saying the election is going to be a fraud. He's been preparing us for this for six months. He's been preparing his, his, his base yeah. for this long to say, like, this is what it is. And uh, uh, it's incredibly frightening. It's incredibly frightening. And I feel awful for the people who are kind of under this spell. And I mean, I said something like that on my Facebook and a friend of mine was like, well, they're racist. And I was like, well, okay, yeah, I get it. But they're also like under, yeah, yeah, Yeah. they're also under this trance. And quite frankly, I feel like it's dangerous. I want to go to the inauguration and I'm like, but who's going to be on the outskirts of the streets? (laughs) You know, it's dangerous to walk down the street. and besides COVID. Besides yeah. COVID, yeah. yeah. I'll talk about like the violence of the of part yeah. of his base. It's scary. That's yeah, scary. It is scary. Yeah. And you know, I was telling friends that Biden better have Biden and Harris better have the best Secret Service security mm. oh, that any president has ever had. Because you know those yeah. wackadoodles are gonna do something. You know they are. Uh, so yeah. we need to it's, be listen. proactive and realize that it's not if it's when something right. is going to happen. I mean, I hate to say that and okay. I hate to even think yeah. of that, but we have to be real about this. I mean, the proud boys and all their cronies are going to, they're not going to put up with it. No, and they've made and, that perfectly clear. <laughs> and I think that there's probably a lot that we don't even know that has already happened. Like I'm sure yeah. that there's stuff that secret service has had to deal with already with these nuts, but even look at like, all of this stuff just came out recently of like what else was planned for that Michigan governor that they were oh my planning God. on kidnapping. That is and like re- they were Yeah. Yeah. They were gonna be live like like killing other electeds. Like they oh were going God. to be doing all kinds of stuff live. Like they were gonna be streaming all of oh this. Oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. And then he still doesn't denounce it. No. You know, again he, he plays it off at a rally like, Oh, they're trying to blame me but you know, and it's it's like that's the point where he could say, listen, guys, mm. this is a person's life, you know, and he has no regard. Yeah. He's just so self-serving. He's like the epitome. Oh, my God, I can't stand <laughs> it. I can't. <laughs> well, it's going to be the longest, the longest stretch into January. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, yes. I'm anxious. I'm anxious to see how it happens. I think that listen, I know he's still trying to deny all this stuff, but like I, I know he'll leave. I just wonder in what way will, will that happen? Yeah. Will it be it's going to be in the you know, dead of night. No one's going to know. And it's going to be oh, like, wait a minute. He's gone. What? Maybe. Yeah. Well, that they're would be smart. Nice. But knowing him, he'll probably mm-hmm. want to make a grand yeah. exit uh. and pomp and circumstance. And <laughs> yeah. You know, all, and the, then the all the F-150s right in the world are going to be outside in his yeah. caravan oh with their Trump the flags. And, uh, <laughs> Jeez, oh, man. You know, it's so sad. <laughs> I their see, monster I saw, trucks. Uh, yeah, oh, I saw a big one of those trucks go by the other day and had a, it still had the flag on it. I'm like, oh, bro, it's so give it up. It's over. Yeah. It's over. Bury the flag. I remember watching MSNBC dignity. when they were at the polling stations that, where they were counting and a lot of the Trump supporters were there. I don't mm-hmm. know why they were there, maybe to <laughs> witness the counting, but they were outside. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, so the reporter's like, so this one... Trump supporter came up to me and was like, honestly, seriously saying, you know, I don't understand how Trump lost because I didn't see many Biden-Harris signs or flags in my neighborhood. 
It's like, <laughs> yeah. are you serious right now? It's like, what kind yeah. of logic is that? It's because we're not yeah. loud. We don't yeah. need to, you know, drive down the street in our, you know, Prius with a flag yes. on it <laughs> and, you know, announce and who we're, not we're voting. Going to, no, we aren't know? going to. I, I don't know. I agree with you. I think that it's, I, I have to, I, I mean, Kathy, I said to Dina on the podcast when we recorded, I'm like, I'm shocked. I, I, because I was so vocal, because I was so aware, and I, a lot of my friends, I'll say nine out of 10 of my friends who aren't involved in any of this local politics, they don't talk about politics on their Facebook. They don't say anything. Yeah. Like, God damn it. They must have voted. Yeah. They must have voted for, for, for Biden because, you know, and thank God. But I was shocked that the American people came out in the way that they did. Mm-hmm. I, I thought they would have been exhausted See, I'm, by now. I'm, I'm on the other side. I, I'm still shocked at the amount of people that voted for him. Well, for, yeah, no, I thought mm-hmm, that yeah. I really didn't think it was going to be 70 million people. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm the same. That, that's a lot it's of people. A lot. It's a lot. And it's, a lot it shows that we have a lot more work to do here. Like this is not. And, and we need to com- work. We need to work. The Democrats need to work on messaging. Yeah. And it needs to be economy. It needs to be, you know, here's how we can bring jobs into your Midwestern state. And here's how we can, you know, I have very clear set plans. Mm-hmm. Like it needs to be very clear. We are going to create jobs. Here's how we're going to create jobs. Like we have to, like, it can't just be, you know, kumbaya time. You know what I mean? Like we really need mm-hmm. clear messaging that is going to resonate to people who are out of work. Yeah. And well, if we I mean, don't if do we're going to do this coronavirus, win. if we're going to take care of this COVID vaccine or not, yeah. I mean, the vaccine's a ways away. It's not going to happen by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And yeah, not everyone's going to have access. Right. And who knows if it's even going to be approved. And I'm certainly not going to take the first round. I don't know about anybody oh, else. Please. But no, no uh, thank you. I'll still stay at home. Thank you very much. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's like we need to if we're going to lock down and we need to take care of this COVID, then the government needs to start giving money to the people that can't work from mm-hmm. home that have not been working since March. Yeah. How has your state been with that, with unemployment and everything? Is there, are they taking care of people or no? I think California might be a little bit better than others. I haven't really heard anything as far as unemployment. I know that people are struggling and the landlords Mm -hmm. aren't, they don't care. Right. I mean, I've been lucky enough to have a job that I can work from home and still get Mm -hmm. paid and still have vacations and, you know. Yeah. Still have sick pay. Mm-hmm. But I was in the grocery industry for 16 years prior to this job. So mm-hmm. I am so grateful that I'm not in the grocery industry anymore because yeah. there's no way. Yeah, I hear that. I, I'm in the education field and um, yeah. I have to go. I've, I've been on a leave because I had a, a whole surgery, unexpected, unexpected diagnosis and uh, unexpected mm-hmm. surgery. So um, I'm going back to work, you know, uh, rooms full of, of people yeah. that I'll be sitting in, you know, and even though there's, um, on my personal space, I have plexiglass and I'll have a mask. It still makes me very, very, very nervous. Yeah. I mean, it's not anxious. only just, yeah, there's a whole emotional, mental side of it. Yeah. That yeah. sometimes is even worse than, you know, the, the physical threat, you know? Yeah. So, yeah, and all you can do is 
make sure you're protected and you're doing the things that you're doing. But ventilation is a huge part of how this is transmitted. So, you know, I think if businesses are going to be open and schools are going to be open, then they need to really consider the ventilation part of it. It's not good. I mean, I know. And, and here, our unemployment system was broken for years anyway. And then COVID happened. And, and it's it just totally it's broke terrible. It, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it's just, and, and then they keep saying, like, I keep seeing things in the paper about how the unemployment rate is low. And I was like, that's because people can't apply. <laughs> they can't get right. through. Well, yeah, well, yeah, they can't get through. I know there was someone that we knew that it was like hours and hours and yeah. days and could not even log on to the state unemployment yeah mm-hmm. site. it's not good i i don't understand it and, and it and, the, and they're walking around as if these are triumphs and i'm like how are you triumph you know it, oh god it's, it's incredibly scary and the same thing where they're letting the the rent um and the, the eviction yes yeah, yeah. the eviction thing they're yeah. hold off they're letting that expire oh my goodness and it's it cannot imagine how frightening that is for people well, the other thing that is upsetting, too, on, on the federal level is that, you know, Senate is no longer in session mm-hmm. and they didn't pass anything. They didn't do any other uh, a release bill uh, for this virus, um, but they, um, you know, were able to get more judges. You know, right. they made sure to get their judges right. in, yes. um, but they, they did nothing for coronavirus relief. Nothing. And, and it's shameful. It really, I mean, I, it, it's just like, why are you in office? Well, it's not, it's, well, you're, when you're in office that long, like, first of all, I cannot believe Mitch McConnell got reelected, oh but my like, God. when you're in office that long, it's no longer, it doesn't seem like it's, it's to do work for the people, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, it's about something else. And yeah. the fact that these senators are not coming out and saying that Trump lost, it's frightening. Oh my God. It's frightening. Yeah. Our and, governor is one of them too. Yeah. But they're saying <laughs> that some of them are like GOP hopeful in four years, like Ted Cruz, is that still oh happening? My God. Is that still a thing, Ted Cruz? <laughs> Listen, I don't know. He's the between Zodiac. him and Geraldo Rivera. <laughs> oh my God, Geraldo! <laughs> I didn't even know he Geraldo? was still alive. Oh there my God, I just Fox remember News. him. The, the, the talk show host. That's all yeah. I remember. I was mm-hmm. going to say, I remember when he was looking for Jimmy Hoffa. Remember? Yeah, oh my God, exactly. yes, walls and shit. <laughs> oh my God, the best. The best. Oh my God. Now it. he wants the vaccine to be named after Trump. It's like, what? What are you oh smoking? Oh my god! What? <laughs> yes. are you smoking? Oh yeah, it's something. It's, it's a little PCP maybe yeah. in there sprinkled on the top because he is crazy. What's, what's oh on god. his donuts? <laughs> so I have a but question for you guys. I want to get your oh, opinion on something. So <laughs> the sixty-four million dollar question is: Did Trump really have COVID? Oh, wait a minute. What? Are we debating this? Okay. Here's what I think. I love this question so much. I think, I think he did only because it was like the, the, that debate, he was sweating. He didn't look so good. Um, But I think because, you know, he has, you know, staff at, at the white house that he was probably pumped up you know, with an IV, something that, that for leading up to that debate, knowing that he had it, he shows up at the debate, does the thing, then finally has to admit to it. I don't know why he would, maybe some week somewhere, or maybe because he's, you know, on the road to recovery, then he can go, oh, I got it. And then look at me, look how strong I am and use it as another ploy huh. to, 
you know, uh, tell the American people about how the, if it's not really that bad of a disease and, uh, you know, and or to be one of these, you know, like these uh, dictators that are like, I'm strong. I can be anything. I'm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, nothing can stop me. Look, I even beat COVID. So I think he did. But I think that he uh I didn't even know people were debating this. Yes. Really? Yeah. Where the hell have I been? I can't believe it. It's all over Twitter. I mean, yes. oh my God. if you Do want you your blood have... pressure to go up, just go on Twitter <laughs> for five minutes. Oh, and... God, it's hard. It's I, hard. I really think that that he once he knew that he was going to be over the hump, that's when he said he had it so that he could use it. As a, as a political tool to show how strong he was and that this virus isn't that big a deal because I know people, you know, um, who are like, well, 98% of the people do fine with it. They're overblowing it. And it's like, well, that 2% makes up how many millions of people, you know, like mm-hmm. they just don't care about, they don't realize the numbers. They, even with the flu, oh, this is just like a flu, but it, mm-hmm. people are dying more than they did with the flu. So I think it, it was a, a use as a political. Well, uh, I mean, he also got up. like every cocktail drug that there was yes. available that nobody else in their right mind is ever going to get. No. So, yeah. So he's able to come off and be like, look at me. Yeah. Must be nice. Mm. And it's on our dime as, as you know, yeah, exactly. he doesn't pay for that. Anymore. Yeah. Well, what do you <laughs> think, Cassie? Do you think he had it? I don't know. I think Tina has a good point as far as the before it was announced. And I think it was all for show. I mean, for him to drive around the block and oh my his, God. You right. know, Remember that? SUV <laughs> and get cheered on by his. I mean, it's all like you said, it's all showboating and it's all like I a mean, reality series, that. basically. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, wow. Oh I, I never even thought that maybe he didn't have it. No, I, I think he had it. I think he had it, but I, I, I agree. He used it in a way that he could manipulate it and say mm-hmm. it's not that bad. Meanwhile, people, other people are dying, et cetera. I, yeah, no, I think he definitely had it. I think it was painful for them to admit it. I'm surprised that and I was shocked that they did. That seems like something they would cover up. Yeah, me. but that's mm-hmm. why I'm saying I think that they said it when they knew that he was in the clear. Mm. You know what I mean? So that he can emerge just right. a few days yeah, later. Yeah. Yeah. That he wasn't oh, off as being so weak and yes, please. Yeah. Wow, wow. Because wow. you know I, narcissists I, don't like to be seen as weak. Yeah. Oh my God, this guy's a monster. And I think that uh, well, and then more people around him. I think the didn't one of the sons just get diagnosed positive? Johnny Junior. But like yeah. maybe yeah, maybe it maybe it won't make sense until somebody like that gets very. I don't want to say somebody dies, but like you know, gets close enough to where. It's not, they're not in a good place. Right. But I, I, there was an article. For them to like take it seriously. There was an article today uh, or yesterday that said, you know, that, that, that confirmed that the people in his circle, the people around him have access to every mm. latest treatment option. So yeah. it's not like regular Joe Schmo going into the hospital, you know, like they are going to get everything they need to mm-hmm. combat it in a different way that the regular citizen can't. And so then it's just going to further their narrative of this not being that big a deal. Wow. I think. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Exactly. And it's like these, these like bar, like whatever happened to him? It's like as soon as he was oh yeah, told that he was COVID positive, it's like he went totally off the radar. And yeah. I haven't heard anything oh, God, from guy. him since. 
so you know it's just ridiculous and Giuliani's a whole other podcast episode well that's what I was gonna say I was gonna say like watching Giuliani this week it rem- I cannot ever forget how he was America's mayor. Remember this oh, after nine eleven? Like he, everybody yeah. loved Giuliani. You know, well outside of New York, New York, yes. he was shutting down all this great yes. stuff. But like, <laughs> he was everybody loved Giuliani. And yeah. then look at what he looks like this week. His hair is melting. And shit. Like <laughs> His what, is oh my God. what is they going on? They all drank the Kool Aid. Every yes. single one of them they did. drank the Kool Aid. But for moments of power, like, okay, he lost. Now in two in a year, where the is Giuliani gonna be? Where yeah. is he gonna be? They're gonna cannot, be in jail, no, hopefully. Yes. Uh, and they can never we are never going well, I hope pray to God that we never forget these monsters who surrounded him and gave him legitimacy. No, they're all gonna be running for office. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean it's nuts. Well that that's the next that we step. We have to right? remember this. <laughs> Yeah. Next oh, oh God, we're going to see Donnie Jr., Ivanka, all of them running for office. Oh, Lord. Yeah. If oh, they even, Lord. I, mean, I, think, I don't even think they're going to be allowed back in New York, honestly. Jared and... No. Oh, no, 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 no God, I just want them all in jail, all of them. They should be shunned. They should mm-hmm. be shunned. I, I think I heard that in a story. There was a, 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 um, a celebrity, and they went to a party in the Hamptons, and Ivanka and Jared were there, and she walked in, and she, this celebrity, she was like, what the hell is this? <laughs> what are they doing? You're like, no, uh, but no, no, you're not, yeah. you cannot be around normal people anymore. Get, uh, I mean, I don't know how ha- normal Hamptons is, but like, get the fuck out. Like, you shouldn't uh, be here anymore. Uh, We're not accepting this. A modern day out. scarlet letter. Yeah. <laughs> no more. Take all that money you've earned being in the White House and using earned, your name. Yes. To, quote, yeah, quote. yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's how she's going to go. Gonna go. That's else. how she'll end up in jail because of the consulting fees on the taxes with mm. her dad. I feel like that's a way that they could, they could uh, get yeah. her. I would yeah. love that so much. Yeah, that's another good episode of ours. Is we did the Kushners. It's Papa. Yeah. It's called Papa and Baby Kush. Papa and Baby Kush. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> Tina covered, or maybe did I cover early? You know, you covered. No, early, I covered the dad. The dad, and I covered Jared. Yeah. Mm. It, it's such a great episode, uh, and the details of their life. It's just, it's such an interesting to even see where this kid is now compared to what his family was about, yeah, you know, yeah. and what he's done, it's, it's incredible. Yeah, they, they definitely uh, went askew yeah. over yeah. the years. Well, there's a lot of yeah. coattail riding happening, and um, yeah. soon those coattails are going to be ripped off. Ah, uh, yes. Face first <laughs> into a pile of muck. Yes. I'm actually, I'm so giddy about it. When they announced Biden, I was just giggling, giggling like an idiot. Like I could not get over how happy I was because I just never expected it to happen. I did not expect Biden to win. And I'm Mm. so glad that he did. I can't, I can't even get over it. Uh, Well, a lot of people can't get over it. (laughs) 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 We're still stuck in that. (laughs) You're right. You're right. right. And that's a good way to end this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) oh this was fun kathy thank you thank you thanks so much for being on the show and if you want to check out tina and hillary go look for them at the muck podcast anywhere you listen to podcasts and they're on in social media and you guys have a website um well right now we have our it's uh the muck podcast at fireside.fm um but we are in the works uh building a website yeah moving forward with 
a website soon. But that's where our podcasting hosts, so you can find the episodes there as well. Mm-hmm. Great. Well, thank you so much. It's been a joy. And uh, thank you. Keep on doing the work for the rest of us so we can learn. <laughs> <laughs> we and will go down those rabbit pleasure. holes. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Kathy. Yeah, thank you so much. Thank you for listening to Women Who Sarcast, an independent podcast. We welcome and encourage your snarky comments. Contact us at womenwhosarcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Women Who Sarcast. Support us on Patreon and become part of our sarcastic community. Visit www patreon.com backslash women who sarcast show music provided by Mike and Bassiani.